Welcome to the Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello. Today we got um, Sean Royce. Uh, Sean is the Executive Officer of Quickline Communications. So, Sean, everything very happy to have you here today. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself, everything, what you have done so far, and how you got where you are today. Yeah, fine. Yeah, good, good, to, good to talk to you. Um, crikey, where do we start? You know, I, I, I worked for a business, um, a unique business, actually, up in, in, in the East Riding of Yorkshire, in Hull in particular, a business called um, KCOM. It was actually called Kingston Communications in, back in the day. And it was a unique company because it's, um, it's one of only two um, telecommunication companies in the UK one that have a dominant position. A BT is one, everyone will know about BT group. Um, KCOM is the other. And, and in, as a quirk of um, history, to bore, your, to bore you all with, um, way back when in the early 1900s, um, every council owned their own telephone uh, company. Um, one by one, uh, they became too expensive to run. Councils have better things to do than run telecommunication companies. They've got to provide public services to their citizens and they gave them to the post office. Um, they ended up with two in the UK, one in Plymouth, one in Hull. Um, eventually Plymouth gave theirs away um, and the post office became BT. Um, and Hull City Council clung on grimly to their telephone company, um, which eventually they, they actually floated uh, on the London Stock Exchange back in um, back in 1999 at the height of the dot com bubble. Um, yeah, um, I, 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 yes, that was a long time ago, right? Um, and I started that. I joined that business as a graduate trainee. Okay. I started right right at the bottom of, of, uh, of and it was a great scheme at the time. Um, so the business um, provided everything and anything that BT would do. Yeah, BT are not in Hull. Okay. Yeah. They're okay. in ninety nine and a half percent of the UK, but they're not in they're not in the two hundred fifty thousand um, citizens that hit sit in and around Hull, the whole region. Um, so I did everything. I was um, it was a great couple of years when I first started. I was going at polls. I was going digging holes. I was selling yellow pages. I was looking at um, public branch exchange telephone networks. Um, and um, in customer service, in credit control, and um, so that was great grounding for telco. And then I um, and and I, I was assigned to the finance team, and I became a qualified accountant in the in the business, not in the practice, but in in the company um, through a scheme. So because I thought um, I need something to fall back on if something goes wrong, and and understanding finance, um, it's the it's the common language of every business. I think that's an important point. Um, it's the language of business. So if I can understand, if I can speak the language of business, I should be okay. Um, and grant to, uh, to whatever the sector you're in, uh, and and that remains true to this day, of course. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so I did that, and uh, I became the finance director of the whole business. Um, okay. Back, back in 2002, uh, joined the executive team there. The business was trying to diversify. Another important lesson, I think, for your listeners. Um, Sometimes um, what you start out at, there's only a finite life to the, the business. So what are you going to do? You know, so we, so we, we knew we had the whole business. We had half of 1% of the UK. But at some point, somebody should compete, surely. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't BT take over? Why wouldn't Talk Talk or Sky come in or whatever it might be? What should we do? So we, we built a national network. We had a satellite business. We had a business systems business outside. All of this outside the whole. Um, trying to make sure that we 
diversified. One thing we did was um, create a, 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 a we, we knew that we thought the future, and we proved right, was um, TV and video on demand back in the late okay. 90s. Some kind of Netflix. Spot on, absolutely spot on. So what yeah, we yeah. we we had a we had a we had the best network in the UK at the time um, that could hold that could hold content, could hold video and video on demand and, and interactive TV services. So we showcased it. It was a great test bed for others to use. Um, Blockbuster came along. Um, yes. The BBC came along, and they wanted to try their services. I remember this back in the late nineties, early early two thousands. And Blockbuster had a great, great story. So they came to us and said, "Look, we, back in the day, if you can, if you, if you remember, um, the, 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 you used to get your video. You go to a video shop, Blockbuster, you get a video put into your video recorder. That's what you used yes. to do. And they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, but they, they, they saw a decline in their market. And said, what we're going to do? How are we going to deliver this in the future? We, we, I tell you what, we can deliver it over a broadband network and stream it." Um, that's what, so the R&D people of Blockbuster Europe and, and, and the States came across to us. We did that. We, we, proved, the, we proved the concept uh, with Blockbuster, but their, their head office decided that that wasn't the future. The future was actually um, sending DVDs in jiffy bags to customers. Yeah? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look what happened. They, they picked the wrong horse. Um, they eventually came off our platform and um, look what happened. Actually, you're right. You know, Netflix did exactly what Blockbuster should have done. And another important lesson in, in business life, isn't it? Um, always think about how you're going to get disrupted in your market. And, and can you can you get there first? Unfortunately, Blockbuster took the wrong decision there. Um, and equally, in, in Hull at the time, BBC, the BBC came and um, Greg Dyke came to our patch. They put... Okay. Um, they, they built up offices in Hull, and their, their northern offices in Hull because of the platform that we'd built. They, they developed their interactive services on our network. So the famous red button that you press um, was, was developed on my network in Hull. Um, okay. Then they launched that out. And actually, the BBC's it's got lots of thoughts. I'm sure people have got different views on the BBC but, and the license fee. But um, how, that, how that business has transformed and how the iPlayer has now um, taken over and everybody tends to use that um, they've kind of transformed their business very very successfully um, and finally Sky came Rupert Murdoch himself um, with his wife flew over to Hull which was a very very important day for us um, we got some new china out for the tea and and, when he, and uh, he wanted but he wanted to try um, exactly that putting uh, TV services across the broadband network and, um, okay. and we, we proved that could work um, and Although 20 years later, um, and there are things like SkyGo and that, he is now looking at, uh, or that business is now looking at um, getting rid of those dishes and putting everything on the blog. So you can kind of see how 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 the evolution the evolution was, and how it, how how the business that I was in charge of became to came to change that to change the face of the way we interact socially. And, and wow, and technology does that. And, and the other the other, and then then back in 20. 2009-10, something like that. Um, we, we, BT had been looking at transforming the broadband network and putting a fibre to the cabinet solution out and upgrading broadband. Um, we'd still got a copper network in Hull. Um, and I'd been pushing, I, I didn't think that was the answer, just doing a little bit of full fibre, uh, a little bit of uh, fibre to the cabinet, whereas full fibre was the real answer, but it's costly. 
but I managed to convince our board that that's what we should do and then um, wind forward um, when we got to 2019 we'd completed the first full fiber build in the UK um, everybody in Hull 200 and odd thousand people in Hull can access a full fiber network um, and and the benefits that, that brings and and even today 2024 um, that that remains the case it's still the only city in the UK the only region in the UK that can have full fiber um, as standard and and Again, another important point, infrastructure businesses are great businesses because um, we can kind of prove the, the worth of, of, of business to the community. We, developed, we, we delivered 500 million pounds, half a billion pounds of, 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 of GVA benefit to the region uh, because of the, the connectivity, the enabler that we delivered. Businesses were recruiting more people, businesses were selling more online, um, people wanted to come to the area because of the network. They could work from home because of the network. Um, I'm sure people listening to this will think um, every day, every week, they have that whirring wheel when they've got a problem with, with Zoom or, or whatever it might be, uh, as, as we've experienced. Um, I'm sure all of us. So you don't get that. You don't get that on a, on a, on a, on a first-class full-fiber network. Um, and technology can change the way your business works. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, so quite an interesting journey. And, and it is. That, it is. I ran that business till 2021. We sold the business to um, an infrastructure fund. Um, and it was a huge business. You know, it was a public company at the time. Ah, it's already gone. It's uh, so you 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 sold it actually. We we sold the public. We sold uh, the you know, we, we we sold the company um, uh, back in 2019, just before COVID. Okay. And I left um, to, to Macquarie, who wanted to invest and, and grow that business. Um, okay. And we um, and I went to join a, um, a Quickline, Quickline Communications, and we we provide broadband, but into the deep rural areas. So um, we most of the build in the UK is in and around the cities, in and around the market towns, where where all the um, where there's more density, so it's a little bit cheaper and a bit more uh, less complex to build, and they kind of forget the rural areas. So if people are listening to this in the rural areas, um, they'll understand the challenges that you get when you're trying to access a broadband network that's capable to uh, enables you to live your life. Um, the beauty about a broadband network, it enables things. Yeah. It, 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 enables, um, it enables sustainability. Um, it, I'll come back to that, but it enables economic growth. So only recently there was a, some bit, a bit of research done that said if you can improve the rural connectivity in the villages, in the hamlets, um, you'll deliver £65 billion of benefit. You know, that's more benefit than HS2 was ever going to deliver. Yeah. Um, that's a whole different question, but, you know, that, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. But, um, the productivity improvements. Productivity is ninety percent. Twenty years ago, is ninety percent of what it is in urban areas. It's eighty percent now. Twenty years later, with big with the internet boom and you can't access the internet, and productivity is going down in these areas. There's a surprising amount of business in these areas. There's lots of one-man bands and small businesses trying to set up in rural areas. Many might be listening to this. Um, tourism, agritech agriculture, manufacturing, logistics increasingly, you know, um, are you going in these rural areas? The, the, 
I think the research said there was just short of seven percent employment growth if if you could improve the economic um, if you could improve the broadband in these networks, and that's what Quickline aimed to do. And there's one or two others that are trying to do the same thing. Um, okay. So that's quite that's quite that's quite a nice. That's a lot. That's yeah, it's a huge huge benefit to businesses and a huge um, growth growth for UK PLC and quite a nice moral purpose as well for the business and you know, people that work here. I mean, I mean, the, the the pattern what I see out of it is is you took something um, when it wasn't in, in the beginning, you know, and you you just build it out, like, yeah. like the internet in general, you know. And I, I hear this every day um, with products, um, with different business that they that people actually um, go in early, you know, get the right direction, yeah. and build build everything from the start and just grow with it. You know, it's a natural growth actually. But you need to you need to have this. Um, this ability to actually spot spot the yeah. opportunity in the beginning because you know yourself in the beginning of internet people were saying like what, what, what do you want email what, what? you yeah. know yeah. nobody was really prepared for what would come afterwards i i lost a lot in the in the dot com boom you know i'm i'm at that age already so uh, <laughs> in the bubble i lost as well quite a few yeah. a bit but i i kind of knew that it's going to be so big but i hadn't i, w I wasn't like Saying okay, let's uh, let's invest anything big or or uh, I started already an online business actually in two thousand in two thousand some some round of two thousand five, so um, I kind of knew where this would be going. But you know, with the dial up and and all that stuff back then, you it was uh, it was not fun to to run a business of that kind, you know. Yeah, and I think um, entrepreneurs they need to be resilient, don't they? Yeah. I would always say always stay informed, always be curious because there's always something going to be disrupting you. There's always um, an opportunity around the corner that you can kind of look look at and, and take advantage of, or at least or, or at least defend your business against if it's if it's the other way around. And um, so always be curious, always be informed, um, always understand technology and what it can do. You don't necessarily need to understand the technology, but understand what what that can do for your business. Um, and I think that's a really important point. You know. Um, I, I went to a business the other day. Fantastic little. Well, it was a farm. It was a, it was a farm, right? Everyone knows how farms work. Yeah, in a in a in a fairly isolated part of, of Yorkshire, and um, we he couldn't get a broadband connection. He couldn't um, he couldn't have a decent connection. Many farmers, many agriculture agricultural businesses will, will resonate with this story, um, and actually many other sectors in a slightly different way. So we provided them because we we provide a 5G fixed wireless service for deep rural areas as well, which gives sort of same. It's it's, it's um it's the only service in the in, in Europe that's currently delivered the way we deliver it. It's not okay. a mobile. It's not a mobile service. There's, mo there's 5G mobile around, but it's um it's a it's a broadband fixed um okay. broadband service 5G. You can get 200 megabit. So we provided that to him. Um, his I went to see him the other day. Um, his business. Um, used to be a farm. We all understand farms, and, that, and that's quite—they're quite pressured businesses, actually. He's now got a brewery, a distillery, a log business, um, a clamping business. He's, he's diversified his his land. He's using his land. He's diversified his business, um, but he couldn't do that without an e-commerce site, and he couldn't do that without his CRM system to provide. He couldn't do that without, so he could take payments and invoice and and, and answer queries and have a have a, um, a cloud-based voice solution so that he could um, talk to his customers and take orders. He couldn't do it, and you can't do that without broadband. 
So he had no business. And um, so broadband is, is an enabler, and it's really important to get good connectivity. And then if you are curious and you understand your sector and, there, and you think about diversifying, diversifying your business or, or what might disrupt it, you, you go a business just like that farm did. Yeah. And, and in, another farm, it's all about farms um, and sustainability. The 5G technology, the, the, way, um, the way farming is done today is very different to what it was done 20 years ago. The way they monitor the moisture content in the soil, the way they can then think about what pesticides to use and and, and uh, fertilizers to use, they can become much more efficient, much more um, much use become much more sustainable, um, contribute to the progress towards net zero because of what they do um, with technology as an enabler. To, to manage their farming practices in a very different way. They become more effective, more efficient, but importantly, they become more sustainable and, and, and deliver, uh, deliver towards the, the, the net zero targets as well. Because, you, because actually when you, um, yeah, when, when you begin to dig uh, at, at rural areas and, and put the broadband in and, uh, you know, the cables, this is obviously a disrupting uh, nature, for example. So um, yeah. they, they, have to, they have to find a way to um to yeah to to actually not to do it or to to do it in a way that they don't uh, attack the nature over there because you know it's uh, uh, the the environmental problem if you have um, all these new technologies obviously uh, in, includes digging includes uh, air pollution includes all these kind of things so if you find a found a solution um, for this to minimize it and as well that the the, the one the agricultural land or the owners um, are able to minimize uh, this as well and to um, build this to to their uh, to the, for their own growth. That's that's obviously yeah. um, something uh, you know out out of all of these years what you have uh, provided the broadband for. Um, later on, they obviously um, they profit off it. So um, yeah. I, I think I, yeah. Yeah, as I, was, as I, was, I think there's two things. Broadband, I said broadband is an enabler. It enables economic growth. It also enables people to work from home, be more efficient and effective. It reduces travel. That's um, right now. So, yeah, and just as we're talking right now, and, and, and as, as I'm sure the people are listening to this will have worked, they'll be working from home, they'll be talking to other people. Um, when I got this business job, um, I didn't see, it was just in the sort of post, of post period of COVID, I didn't see physically the people that employed me. Um, when, when we got some infrastructure investment in, they didn't see the business um, um, physically. You know, so you can do an awful, and we learned that through COVID, didn't we? Um, how, how important, and the, the reduction in air travel, um, transport, the sure. way, uh, all that is, that they're fairly obvious things, I think, benefits that broadband uh, delivers towards a net zero target. Now, you, so, so what we, the product that we offer it has a huge benefit for that. It has a huge benefit for economic growth. The, the thing that you probably, some people might not realize is broadband companies tele, and telecommunication companies consume about 4% of, of the world's energy. You know, so it's a huge, it's a huge um, consumer of energy. Uh, data centers, the networks, the telephone exchanges, the active street cabinets, all that requires power. So um, it's, it's incumbent on us 
as operators, uh, the BTs, uh, all the other network providers, the quick lines, um, Virgin Media's, all those types of companies, to um, look at their scope three emissions, look at their downstream supply chain, be very, very hard on, on who uses what, use clean energy, um, use other people's infrastructure. Why are we all digging and building and constructing where we can kind of use other people's infrastructure? And that's what we do. 90, over 90% of our, our infrastructure is, is, is reused BT's ducts or BT's poles or whatever it might be. I think that's important. Um, and, and I think people, another important lesson many, many people will know, to recruit people, to recruit young people in particular, um, they do like to know what the story is around sustainability because it's going to be it's going to be them and their kids that are going to um, have a, a tough time if we don't get to net zero ahead of 2050, way ahead of 2050, in my opinion. So, all that is, you know, we need to work to get our scope three emissions down. If we consume four percent of the world's energy, that's important for telcos to do that. Um, use infrastructure. Another interesting point is all those active street cabinets that you may see, the street furniture, those green, horrible little green things that you might see in your villages, your your towns, your cities. Um, we can use those. And be, in fairness to BT, only this week, they've, they've got 90,000 bits of street furniture and they're, trying, they're doing a piece of work now to see if they can convert those, um, or, or sorry, uh, add to them and make them electric vehicle charging points yeah, the exactly the charging yeah. this is this is something i'm i'm, uh, I'm really uh, yeah. i'm looking at china for this you know the charging yeah. batteries the charging stations change the batteries uh, deliveries um we we could do a lot even police can, could use them you know so yeah um, i think this is yeah. definitely and, a good point to get to three hundred thousand, whatever it is well there's ninety thousand here in bt um, and and other telcos like like us and, and, and virgin and others let's see what we can do about getting these to the, getting the estate of uh, EV charging points materially higher because they're there. They're there. They're powered up. We can. You know, so fairness to BT, um, they're doing that. They're looking at that right now. And it was only last week I think when they mentioned it. and 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 via Virgin Media doing the same. So um, there's a lot that our sector can do. One to bring our own emissions down and and use clean renewable energy, but also use our in infrastructure um, more cleverly to. Okay. Uh, to to ensure that net zero is achieved a lot quicker than than perhaps the government are expecting. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, thank you so much. That's uh, that's a lot of great information. And Sean, um, you know, I know time is pressing us. Um, do you do you have like a message to the world? Because you know, it's very important. Uh, it's very important what you are doing. Um, your cause, the mission. Um, what's your uh, what's your uh, uh, message to the world? Well, my message to the world business, I, I, I think we have to sort of, it won't be any surprise to you, uh, broadband is an enabler of economic growth, of, 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 employ, of employment opportunities and, and enhancing your social life. Um, uh, it's all well and good having it in the cities and market towns, but you've got to get it into the rural areas. There is a digital divide um, and business like Quick Climate exists to put that right. So um, for me, you know, if you think about broadband, don't think about it as an expensive utility. It's not. It's probably the cheapest utility that you've got. Uh, think about what you pay for gas, electricity, water, and yet you'll be paying 30, 40 quid. Um, and yeah. and, and imagine what it does for your life and your business. Um, so let's have it everywhere. Let's get it across the UK as quickly as we can and drive economic growth here. I say to my business here, we don't just sell broadband, we change people's lives. And that's, what, and that's what broadband does. This, this is what I'm going to put on the, 
I have like a, you know, like a picture of you and uh, just a sentence what you just said, you know. We don't yep. just sell broadband, we change people's lives. And you know what, sorry to say that, but I'm shocked that in the UK, not all the areas have actually uh, uh, correct yeah. functioning broadband. Yeah, 40% um, of the UK currently doesn't have full fiber. It's a lot, okay. Most okay. of that is deep rural areas. And government are doing a bit to try and put that right um, with, okay. some, with some funding. Because um, it's expensive, but nevertheless, for sure, for sure. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna drive this country forward, if we're gonna drive people's businesses and help them grow them, um, and 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 improve public services, it's those areas that need it. It's those areas that don't have banks, post offices, libraries, corner shops. It's those areas that actually need broadband to access public services. It's those business. It's those people that need access to access your own services. Those people that are listening today have got businesses, and um, if they can't get a decent broadband connection, they can't. They can't take your products. You know, Definitely. Um, I, as I say, we don't just sell broadband. We don't just build broadband networks. We change people's lives. Amazing. Great. Thank you so much, uh, Sean, for this conversation today and the information, obviously, of the uh, broadband technology and where everything started and where everything is heading. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.